Hi, I'm Katie Shepard. And I'm Carissa Kane. And we are the co-directors of Unmasked Ministries. Unmasked Ministries is a healing prayer ministry that equips the saints to walk in the freedom of Christ. This is our podcast. Are you ready to be unmasked? Today we are going to be talking about generational curses, where you see in Deuteronomy, um, God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments. And after he gives the Ten Commandments, he specifically talks about blessings and curses that can come upon us, whether we obey his word or we disobey his word. So today we want to read to you Deuteronomy 11, 26 through 28. And we encourage you in your own quiet time to go into this um, scriptures and ask Holy Spirit in your own time, Lord, teach me. What do you want to show me? Is there any fruit here in my own life that you want to, that you want to remove? Um, so here we go. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of your Lord, your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. So today we are so excited. We have a guest speaker with us. Her name is Leanne Onroux, and she is a mighty woman of God. (laughs) I have loved getting to know her the past couple of years. Her story is amazing. She's done her own hard work um, in her healing journey with the Lord, where she's walked through this very topic, the generational blessings and curses. And so today she's going to share a little bit about about that with us. She has served alongside of us as a prayer minister for a little over a year now, and we have just seen the fruit of her healing in her own personal life, but also as she is leading people into freedom through the Holy Spirit. And so we are so excited, Leanne. We would just love to hear more from you, how this topic has impacted you and and the testimonies from it. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. I feel really blessed to be here. And um, before we get into the curse part. I would like to just start with sharing um, kind of something that happened more recently um, to remind me of God's blessing. And um, I have a daughter who lives kind of far away. So she sends me a lot of video and audio and stuff of her kiddos just to keep me in touch. And one day I received an audio of my granddaughter, Eleanor, and she was singing a song that um, my mom used to sing to me when I was little and it was kind of in the midst of when I was also walking through some of the heavier parts of um, you know reading through the Old Testament learning about the generational curses and blessings and um, it just came timely as God's things always do and it I realized that we have such um, we have thousands like he says in, in scripture that he will bless us to the thousands and this was one of them when I received this audio of, of her singing I was realizing wow my mom gave me the gift of song I have a song in my heart all the time and I'm just always singing and I sang to my daughter and now she's singing to her daughter and now her daughter's walking around with mm-hmm. a song in her heart and what a blessing that is so I just wanted to start with that. Yeah. That's and, beautiful. Yeah, and Liam, I think that's so important for people to understand mm-hmm. because sometimes even as parents, we can think back to all of the mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. What a mess I've made of my life and how I've damaged the people around me, Definitely. right? And it's like, but look at the blessing mm-hmm. that was handed down to. Yeah. And the fact in that verse, it says, right, that the generational curses would visit 
to the third and fourth generation, but the blessing to the thousands. Notice that it's thousands. We get so fixated on the third and the fourth, but the blessing is to the thousands. And so I think that was really important that you shared that. Yeah. And and it actually took me on like a spiral of actually got out a a piece of paper because I was needing to do this and just started writing down all the gifts from my parents, you know, just remembering to honoring my parents. I thought, you know, I really need to sit and think about that for a minute. Think of all the things that they passed down that were godly things. And there were a lot, a lot more than I ever would have thought of if I wouldn't (laughs) have taken the time to write them all down. So that, yeah, that was a good thing. Mm. So share a little bit more about on the other end. What Mm -hmm. did you start to notice in your life where you were like, okay, I can, because what happens is we can recognize patterns. Oh, Oh, my mom struggled with this. My grandma struggled with this. And now I'm noticing it in my own life. So what were some of those things you were noticing? What were were the fruit? Okay, so at a time when, you know, the world was falling apart and, and the pandemic came on, Um, I was actually completely blessed by the pandemic, and I'll tell you how. Um, During that time, we went ahead and something happened where a niece had gotten on um, the Ancestry.com and gotten some information, and then called us all up and was like, we have a close family member. To make a long story short, we found out that we had a brother. Well, at the same time, my husband and I were really deep into the Old Testament and just kind of reading through things that had been hard to read. We had all this time now, so we were going to just like start plowing through some stuff, really um, get down and dirty with the Old Testament. But (laughs) then at the same time, which was really cool, we were also, we both got our DNA done as well, and it came back and we started just plowing through, you know, all of our generational things just for fun. But then it was crazy because it just started, God just started revealing things to us that was just really crazy. Um, so I'll just start with um, the part about finding that I had a brother <laughs> because that was shocking um, to say the least and the whole time we were actually thinking that my dad might have had a brother because of just where the person lived and just all of the things we were learning about him. Um, we were definitely down the road of thinking that that's why we pursued it. If we would have thought we were pursuing it knowing our dad was the one with the child we probably wouldn't have run so fast in that direction. But through the whole course of it, basically what we found out was that um, that my dad had had an affair a year after I was born, about three months maybe, because my brother is about nine months older than I am, younger than I am, sorry. Um, he shares my dad's birthday, which is an, another wild pattern we saw, a lot of March birthdays in our family. Um, and it just kind of shook all of us, but the hard thing was is that my parents are in assisted living and during the pandemic, you can't visit there. So all these things that were happening, all the communication had to be done on the phone or through emails or texting or something. So it was a really crazy thing that was going on. Um, What was really interesting is that as we crept closer to this, I just felt the need to really cling to the Lord and ask him to just show me just just be revealing things to me and he was so gracious in how he stepped through each part of this with me um because it was scary and exciting all at the same time um, i was getting to know a brother i never had learning about how hard his life had been without a father mm-hmm. while at the same time i had just been through inner healing so i understood how important it was to have a healthy understanding of or a healthy model of a good father and here was my brother that 
had no father, and the only thing he knew was that he was angry at his father that he never knew for um, leaving. So my dad, on the other side, never knew that his affair ended up in a child. Um, so how to break the news to an 80, at the time, 85-year-old man that he has a son was another thing that was very difficult during this time. Um, but kind of just fast forward to the story that we don't have time to hear all the ins and outs of how it went. Um, basically, throughout the time that we had, God amazingly made opportunity for my dad and I to have FaceTime, literally in person, to talk, which was wild because nobody was, you know, they weren't letting the elderly come out during the, the yeah. thing. And somehow, Florida being a free, <laughs> kind of a free state at the time, and, you know, my dad conniving his way out, he was able to come down um, and talk to me. And we had some really great conversation in the car one day. And just kind of walking him through kind of the repentance of what he had done mm -hmm. and which led to some other things that he wanted to share and kind of just this sweet time between my dad and I that I wouldn't have had. Um, also with my brother, just hours on the phone with him. And since I had been doing the inner healing at that point, I understood enough um, to kind of walk him through his own inner healing um, and it really was a powerful time for me to man that I don't even know that I'm suddenly now coupled with as a as a sister to that he was even open to talk about all of his life and his hurts and things was pretty amazing and so here's what here's what started God started revealing to me as, as far as patterns go um, as I'm reading through you know Deuteronomy and we jumped into first and second Kings and first and second Samuel um, I was finding patterns in my own family and my brother was kind of the missing piece to that. Mm -hmm. So with my, my dad, we already knew that my grandfather had um, infidelity on, in his bloodline. Like that was something that was already there. And we just assumed my dad didn't, so we wouldn't have seen that pattern, right? Because mm -hmm. it wasn't there. Um, we didn't know it was there. And then we didn't have a brother, so we didn't, you know, it just wasn't there. There yeah. were no puzzle pieces to put together. But the minute I found out about my brother, then I was realizing, oh yeah, and obviously my dad mm -hmm. now, and there's my brother, and so now I'm looking, I have two boys, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is coming down the pipe. So of course, being the mom I am, I text my boys right away, I'm like, listen, this is coming for you, you gotta be aware, like be ready for this. Um, so what we, what we saw, what was, which to me was just another just sweet gift my, the father gave me, like my heavenly father gave me was the pattern and that was my dad had three daughters and now this illegitimate son mm -hmm. and my brother had three daughters and through conversation I learned he actually has an illegitimate son wow. as well and and I'll tell you more if it comes up in this podcast but my oldest son ended up adopting there's a whole God just blessed this whole situation mm -hmm. but my oldest son ended up adopting my brother's youngest daughter's mm -hmm. children because they were in foster mm -hmm. care at the time he ended up adopting them and he had two daughters of his own so now my son actually has three daughters and a son mm -hmm. but it's been redeemed like mm -hmm. by the blood of jesus so it's just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. watching that pattern play out in your own family is just like it's really actually it's overwhelming so it once crazy. you noticed the pattern what did you do like how did you walk through I now see that there's infidelity in my family line. 
Mm -hmm. I'm now being brought to realization that my father also Mm -hmm. was in this. So Mm -hmm. it's coming down the line. There's a pattern here. What did you do then? Well, like I said, I texted my boys right away Mm -hmm. because I was seeing it as a male thing. And I don't, Mm -hmm. on my side, like me, there's, you know, that was, I wasn't affected by that personally because I was never, that's not a thought I've ever had in my head. Um, neither my mom. So I think because I knew it was a male pattern, um, more what it did for me is it just increased my faith, to be honest. That was what I was getting out of the whole thing is that God was just revealing so much to me of what I was reading in his word. Mm -hmm. And then what I was seeing with my own eyes in this time and age, not just taking his word for what it was in the old Testament, but Mm -hmm. he was actually revealing things just left and right. It was like an avalanche of of revealing during this time that was just blowing my mind. And then to see that because my kids had received Christ, like I was just diligent about making sure I discipled my kids and that they were in places where they could hear the word of God, um, that they were now, like that curse was broken on our family, like we were going to be Jesus followers. Mm -hmm. And then to see my son so willingly, like God had already been working on his wife and his heart about like foster care. And then to have this, it was like one of those moments, you know, when God, you just have a knowing, like when I put it out to my, I got off the phone with my brother one night and he was crying. He was really upset that these kids were about to be lost, like in the foster system. And he just was like, I can't get, no one in the family will take the kids. And I'm like, well, we've got a lot of people in our family. Let me just like throw out a few texts. So I, all the young moms in my family, my niece and my daughter and my daughter-in-law threw it out there. Well, my daughter-in-law had been working overnight as a nurse, and so I didn't hear back from her that night. The next morning, she was like, pick me, pick me. And I just, like, in that moment, I just had one of those knowings mm-hmm. that she, I saw the whole thing play out, like, instantaneously in my mind, like, this is what you're doing, Lord. His fingerprints were everywhere, and even though the next year was, like, there was every reason to doubt that they would get the kids, it just, God plowed through every single roadblock that came up and they ended up with the kids it's just yeah Yeah, I really like what you mentioned too though of like you saw this infidelity coming down the line right you never struggled with it yourself right so we can see that even though we might make the patterns in our family right we we see the patterns right that doesn't mean that you're automatically gonna cheat on your husband or you know be unfaithful But what it can mean is because that door was opened Mm -hmm. by your past ancestors, there could be a bend towards it. And that was you warning your sons, hey, this is coming down our family line. We don't need to walk in fear about it, but you do need to be aware this door was opened. Mm -hmm. So you could have a bend towards that. right? And And I think it's also important for our listeners to hear is that you took this to your dad when you were revealing to your dad that he had a son he was repenting of things and he was just like kind of you said he revealed some other things that he wanted to talk about with you so there was a repentive piece Mm -hmm. here of like i did do this and there was true like sorrow in his actions right yeah leanne were you able to forgive your dad did you walk through forgiveness with your dad after finding because even though this ends up being a miraculous God's story right. and he redeemed it yeah. there's still an element of wrong here mm-hmm. oh, and absolutely. and I'm asking you if, if you yeah. were able to forgive your dad in that moment yeah what's interesting about forgiveness is that there's a lot of things to forgive 
<laughs> so, yes, I did forgive my dad for that um, because also forgiving him and then God gives you the gift of realizing what a blessing it's becoming. Um, but what also, just to kind of follow up with that idea, is that it also opened my eyes to what are the things that are passed to me because there's definitely other mm -hmm. curses from mm -hmm. other parts of my lineage mm -hmm. that absolutely have come to me. So it made me more aware to just start looking like, mm -hmm. What are the mm. things, though, that I struggle with? Pride, um, fear. Those yeah. were the two big ones for me. Sure. Where did that come from? Where do I see that in my family line? Oh, yeah, there it is. You know, and you yeah. could see it. And it's not to blame mm -mm. whoever has that. You know, I'm not trying to get somebody on the you know guilty block here. But it was just an awareness that it helps you. Like, mm -hmm. then you can right. see it and go, okay, I can repent of this in my own Right. line and kind of be the gatekeeper for exactly my generation yeah and that's something we talk about a lot in our classes even after every topic we talk about it's like what's what's the goal here what's the application yeah it always goes back to repentance mm -hmm. and forgiveness mm -hmm. and so yeah. even though you may not have specifically had anything to repent of your dad did in that moment mm -hmm. and you right. led him in that mm -hmm. that's a huge part and then on your part is forgiving so ultimately that door has been closed but you warning your sons is not saying, hey, this is going to come down to you because no. this door has been closed yeah. because dad has yep. repented and I have forgiven him for it. Yeah. But like Katie said, we can still have a bend because the door has been opened before. And so the enemy yeah. knows he's had us here before and there will be a temptation. That doesn't mean to be in fear. It just means to have your eyes open be and aware. to be on guard yeah. always. Be aware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I think the other thing that it ended up pointing out to me, um, part of it, a little plug for JH out back here, but <laughs> <laughs> being that I'm, I come from a different denomination and I feel like there's certain denominations that focus on one thing or the other, you know, and um, I've been now more exposed to the Ten Commandments, which seems kind of funny, but I hadn't really looked closely at those mm -hmm. before. And as I was looking closer at them, um, God started revealing more and more things to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it, God giving us these boundaries and these beautiful things of protection mm -hmm. for us. And as we look down through them and realize, wow, these aren't just those big stamped rules, you know, like here's, <laughs> this is what you have to do. And these are limiting rules. It's like God was giving us protection because when we go down each of those commandments, we can see where most of our brokenness is somewhere in those that we're mm -hmm. not acknowledging as important to follow and to be obedient to God. And mm -hmm. as you read through the Old Testament, you start to see it went mm -hmm. well with him. Mm -hmm. Or at, when he disobeyed, it, it was bad for him. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like this on and on. But then we kind of need to see stuff now, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So then God started revealing yeah, here it is. Look at your own life. You know, it's this. If you are, you know, obedient to God, He's blessing. Yeah. You know, and your life reveals mm -hmm. the fruit from that. Yeah. And where you're not, yeah. you can see where it's just throwing curses throughout your family. Yeah. And I think sometimes people get so triggered by that word curse. I know. And it's like, if you read the Bible from beginning to end, it's this concept. If you mm -hmm. walk in the commands of God in obedience... You're going to receive blessing, right? But if you sin, there's going to be consequences to that sin, you know? So we can't just flippantly walk through our life and think that there's not going to be consequences. They even scientifically can prove 
that things are passed down generationally, right? Absolutely. Well, hello, God created science. Yep. So we need to kind of deal with that. Why are we being triggered by the wording of that? Because it really is, like, if you look in the Bible, it's there. And to oh, yeah. me, where I'm at in my walk with Christ is, like, I want whatever you're revealing to me, Lord, show me so that I can deal with it with you yes. and keep walking in the freedom of Christ. So I just want to encourage you guys, please do, if you're triggered by that word, yeah. please pray into that. Yeah. Pray into that because it, it might be the very thing the enemy is trying to get you bound in and keep you bound in and keep your generations bound in. Mm-hmm. And if you have kids, you know, I look at my girls sometimes and I'm like, the choices I'm making are affecting them. And that's enough for me to turn from the sin that I'm about to walk into, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. I think just the word sin had gotten a bad name in the past. It's like, yeah. there's almost like a denial of it. I know that was true for my family, just kind of like if you just don't acknowledge it it's not there kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like hmm <laughs> yeah if you don't deal but, with it it's gonna eventually deal with you it, like that's just absolutely. the reality yeah. so it really is Amen. so Leanne before you walked through this incredible journey with the Lord how would you describe your faith before and after okay um I would say Honestly, from the time I was little, the adventure started there. Like, my walk with the Lord was very small, but it was there for sure. I can see it all the way back to when I was a little kid. Um, And my faith just built and built and built over the years. I mean, I didn't really understand Jesus and his salvation for me, even though I was raised in the church. I didn't really grasp that until I would say I was about 28 years old. Mm -hmm. And then it just hit me. It just hit me so hard that I came to a point where it was like, either I'm all in with this, like I don't want it to be wishy-washy. Like I have to either be all in or I, I reject it. And I chose all in because it just made sense in my soul. It just made sense in my spirit, I should say. So I would say just a journey of learning and growing in the Lord. I felt pretty solid. Okay. Like I could have been satisfied with that faith for the rest of my life probably. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about this was that God wasn't satisfied with me being there mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And through this part, which is why I say like that year of COVID was like the best thing ever, because while for some, I, I, I see how things like this can take out a family and just wreck it and do so much damage. For me, I felt like for me personally, and I would say probably for other people in my family, but I can just speak for myself. It just took my faith like to a whole new level. Like mm-hmm. I was sharing with you yesterday mm-hmm. that sometimes there's days where I'm like, Lord, you need to tone it down a little because it's like a lot. Like that I described it as Moses, like being in his presence where it's like it's too much. Like mm-hmm. Lord's like, you need to back up. Mm-hmm. Like you need to step back because my glory is just so much mm-hmm. that there's days where it's like that, where I'm like, I, I like, I feel like I need to rest a little because I've been so in the glory of God in the way he's revealing things to me that it's like a lot, yeah. but it's like the best, a lot that you could ever have. And it's so good. And I think that's one of the characters of God. It, like you said, it's like, he wasn't okay with where you were. He like was not, he yeah. wanted to show more of himself to you because yeah. he is mighty. He's magnificent. He's yeah. this 
Jehovah, right? Yeah. Jehovah's like the highest name for him. Yeah. And you he you knew him here and he was like, All right, you're ready to go to the next level with yeah. me. I'm gonna take you further into intimacy. Yeah. And so I heard somebody once tell me, actually multiple people have said this before, of like they just don't really want to follow Jesus because they're living a good life, they like their life, and they, they think that if they decide to follow Jesus that all of a sudden like all these exciting things are gonna go away because of all the rules mm. and regulations, right? But what if I challenged you and said that actually following Christ will be the greatest adventure you will ever have? Mm -hmm. Because we have a yes. mighty God, we have a Jehovah who wants to take you into greatness. He wants mm. to show you how big he is and all these things, like he's the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. yes. And I think sometimes we diminish that of like, he's the creator of all things. He has the greatest power of anything we could ever experience or know. And you partner with him, you come into access. a relation, we have access yeah, to that. Exactly. Greatest adventure of your entire life when you choose to follow Jesus Christ. I agree, and I will say one more thing. What was really, what 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 fed that hunger, and like at this point in my life also, is that I had been through a hard time with our youngest son, Charlie, and he'll probably hear this, but, um, it was such a challenging time and he ended up going off to Youth with a Mission which was where kind of the next I would say like that next level started again mm -hmm. because I could see his change that was happening mm -hmm. in his life and I kept asking him you know we're close enough where I could say like what are you learning this week like send me all your notes <laughs> and I could hear like he, the character and nature of God and how to talk mm -hmm. to God and hear him and all these things and I'm like I really felt a hunger developing in me, like, I want to know more, I want to know more. And so he did start sharing things with me. And I can remember just feeling at that moment, like, here this kid, like, needed needed to be thrust into a higher place in his own, like, he needed to be challenged in his own faith, where he was at, so God wasn't satisfied with him, and mm -hmm. God used me to push him there. But then, ironically, I was the mom, and then my son comes back and pushes me to the next level, which mm. I think is just a beautiful thing where yeah. there's not like a competition of faith. It's like we're just spurring one another on to yeah. that next place of challenge that he has for us, and it's he'll use whoever. It's, Absolutely. It doesn't matter who. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, to close out, I would just love to pray over the listeners um, right now, and I just thank you, Father, for mm. thank you for just allowing me to be part of this podcast that is just a blessing. I, I was blessed the first one I heard. Lord, what a gift Katie and Chris are to this ministry. And um, this is really an answer to prayer in so many levels for myself. So I just lift up anyone with an earshot that's going to get this from maybe a friend, pass this on, or uh, maybe they're at the church that, that, that we're at. Um, Father, but the seeds that are planted today, I just, just pray that you will grow those and that the harvest from this little group of us sitting here recording today would just go far and mm -hmm. wide that a great garden would sprout up yeah. from this conversation about how great you are the Lord mm -hmm. I just thank you for what you did in my life um, I thank you for all the things you revealed during a time when our nation was in such a state of a world was really in such a state of peril and fear that instead of experiencing that you gave me one of the greatest blessings of life so i just um close us out today with a grateful heart and um, just hope and excitement for what you will do with this ministry and just with um these podcasts that go out to the world and 
I just pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tune in to our next podcast. We're going to be talking about control, manipulation, and intimidation. And Carissa is going to share some personal testimonies on that, um, how to identify it. And we would love if you join us next time. See you then.